With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money on a Monday, November 6th. We do have college basketball. Remember, you can go get the guide right now, vsin.com slash subscribe. You can sign up for 120 bucks through May 1st. And while we're getting ready for Like, Love, Loathe, why don't we give out the three plays from Thomas Gable? Thomas Gable, during the college basketball season, he's the best. He hooks us up with some college basketball plays. He is the race and sportsbook director over at the Borgata. Amal, I'm going to throw these numbers to you, and you can tell us what you think of them. Of course, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson there at the D, downtown Fremont Street. Again, as we open up a new week on Sharp Money. So here's what Gable had. Now, Again, he said he doesn't know how much this early in the season that CLV is going to matter, closing line value. But every play that he gave me yesterday, just as a thought, Amal, they all the number all moved away from him. So he gave me yesterday, and we can get to, I believe this game tips off Oregon, Georgia, in what? Just like 30 minutes, 29 yeah. minutes from now. Here in he Vegas. Gave me, he gave me Oregon at four and a half, and I believe it's as high as I can tell you right now, seven and a half. So Thomas Gable way out in front of that line move. He's he likes Oregon four and a half there. Well, it's a good call here. Mike White takes over. Remember the four, uh, former Florida Gator there in in um, excuse me in Georgia. But you look at this team from an Oregon standpoint. Kuznard's back. Uh, they've got some decent players that are back on this roster. When you look at them, uh, they're going to be pretty ta- uh, dangerous. Uh, Keyshawn Bartholomew back in the backcourt as well. They do lose uh, Khalil Ware who transfers to Indiana. But um, you've got Nate uh, Biddle, who's a big man, who's going to be a challenge for uh, Georgia to be able to handle inside. And Folly Dante's back as well. But he's going to be a game-time decision in this one. I think Georgia, excuse me, Oregon is just a little bit more complete team. Patrick, I know I wouldn't advocate for this this early in the season. The number's, what, you say six and a half right now? Yeah. I I would not be scared to lay it here with Oregon. They're just a more complete basketball team than Georgia. Georgia's got some good young recruits in, but Oregon's got a lot more experience back. Uh, Dana Allman's teams generally catch their stride as you get December into conference play, but I I think this is a good matchup. They've played at T-Mobile Arena quite a bit because they play the Pac-12 championship game here. Georgia coming out here uh, on the West Coast to be a little bit more of a challenge for them. I don't like this dog's team a ton. Uh, I think this is a good good opportunity for Oregon. Mike, uh, excuse me, uh, Thomas getting a great number there with the Ducks. 
Well, you mentioned you'd, you'd still lay it at seven and a half. He said, go ahead and give it out on the sheet because he made the number eight on Oregon. Next up. And now some of these games, he goes deep into his bag. So yeah. I'll just, I'm going to forewarn. He likes Robert Morris. He had Robert Morris playing Xavier. Robert Morris catching 17 and a half yesterday, Amal. The number has moved to 16 and a half with Xavier laying it. Yeah, you know, you look at Robert Morris, they're a much more competitive team than they've been in years past. Last year, uh, Musketeers lose a ton of talent from last year's team, and I think that's going to be a real challenge here for this one. When you get into these types of numbers, you're looking at taking teams that have a ton of returning minutes and guys coming back. X has kind of been dismantled from what they were last year, so it's going to be a challenge before they get up to speed. But these are the types of plays you're looking to make early in the season. Big numbers on teams that are underappreciated and undervalued. A lot of people are probably not paying attention to a school from Pittsburgh going into Cincinnati. Good opportunity today at the Cintas Center. Okay, and we do at the break, Tottenham Chelsea 1-1 at halftime. Okay, next one, Thomas Gable College basketball. He liked uh, Bakersfield, so let's see. He likes Cal State Bakersfield. He had it yesterday lane two. DraftKings is up to four. Southern Utah at Cal State Bakersfield. He's laying two here. I don't expect you to know a ton about that one, but if you have an opinion, feel free. No, but you look at this Bakersfield team. Uh, the Roadrunners have been tremendous in terms of in-league play for a long time in the, in the WAC Conference last few years. The Thunderbirds, they're not particularly a strong team, and this would be a good opportunity. Not a league I pay that close attention to, but I'm going to tell you, Thomas Gable is a guy you can blindly follow when it comes to college hoops. He's very well-versed on it. You know, the one thing I would say is if you're not like Thomas and you're involved in this for a living, not just from a betting standpoint, but making numbers and things like he does, Patrick, I would say hone in on certain conferences. I follow the SEC. I'm not a big ACC guy when it comes to college hoops. Big 10, Pac-12, and the Big 12. And then I'll throw in the Big East as well. And then one small one in the Metro Atlantic. If you can kind of hone in on those out of the 15, 17 conferences that are out there, it'll help you in handicapping when you look at college basketball. Actually, there's more than 18, but whatever, out of the out of the bigger leagues that you would follow, that will help you in terms of kind of narrowing in on teams. Yep, no, well put. Specialization, uh, Amal's referencing, and it can help you where you don't become completely inundated and overwhelmed. So just, again, uh, TG to start. Oregon, now, again, I'm going to give you the numbers he gave me yesterday. You take a look at your board or your local book, and you tell our DraftKings, and you decide if you want to lay the extra wood. Oregon laying four and a half. Robert Morris catching 17 and a half. And Cal State Bakersfield laying two. Before we get to like, love, loathe, I do think, I don't know if you necessarily had an official play, Amal, but there was a college basketball game on the board that you had an opinion about. Yeah, well, it was the it was the Oregon game. This is one I was interested in. And then also another game here tonight in Los Angeles, taking uh, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, USC and Kansas State. And USC's got a ton of talent. Bronny James on this team, but I'm going to tell you, uh, Patrick, he's going to be coming off the bench for Andy Enfeld's team. This is a loaded roster for the Trojans. This is going to be a team that's a challenger for the Pac-12 championship. And then when you look at Kansas State, they get Kaluma, the Creighton transfer, in here. But right now, you've got a suspension of the big guy Tomlin. He's out for an. Rest, that's a huge blow. He is their big man that was really key to this team last year. 6'10", 2'10", could do a lot of things in the interior. That's going to hurt them in this matchup. Andy Enfeld's team is the more talented, more uh, just skilled team. And short number here today in Vegas. I like uh, USC in this one, minus two and a half. Okay, I'm trying to take a look. It looked like second half. 
Okay, Tottenham, just I'm having a little fun with this. So second half, I think they took the number down, but I can try to find it again because it popped up at the halftime break there. Tottenham won, Chelsea won. Tottenham gets the red card. Chelsea had like four goals disallowed due to offsides or an infraction. I believe because, again, I'm on Tottenham I'm all, but I'm down. A, I'm down a guy. I think Chelsea in the second half was a dollar eighty five. The goals were a goal and a half, which is standard for a second half play like this. But again, I can't Tottenham may come out and just and play for the draw. So I can't lay the buck 85 on Chelsea. I don't know what you'd do there. I tend to agree with you. And here's the problem, though. My concern is if Chelsea scores and all of a sudden it goes to 2-1, it's hard to play the under uh, one and a half goals in the second half. I, I think you're in a little bit of a tough spot here simply because we know uh, Tottenham's already got the red card. Um, I didn't see who it was, but they lost another player due to injury. Um, it, it's just been a rough, rough first half so far for Tottenham. Um, Oh, it was Mickey Van, uh, Van De Ven. He went off with a hamstring injury. Uh, he's one of your sweeper backs. And so you're in a tough spot here right now if you've got Tottenham. Anything that could go wrong has gone wrong for them. Well, you yeah. mentioned not just the offsides. Raheem the Dream with uh, Sterling with a handball that he scored a goal on. That was disallowed. It's just been all Chelsea. And for people that are unfamiliar with soccer, it's tough when you're one man short and you have a team that's as capable of Chelsea, particularly a team like Tottenham that likes to counterattack with one of the best strikers in the world in Son. Uh, this is going to be a tough one, Patrick. If they come out of here with three points, this would be phenomenal if you're Spurs. <laughs> yeah. But if you walk out with one, you'd say, you know what? We're happy with the result today. I'm not going to I'm not going to do it. I'm pot committed. <laughs> I'm going to lose the bet, but I can't lay almost two dollars to come back and try to get a price the other way. And stop laughing, Dustin. Well, I opened it up on my uh, betting app to see if you guys were going to give it a play and I was going to bet it because uh, the total goals is three and a half overs minus 130 unders plus money at three and a half. My assumption would be with 10 men, you just try and play keep away, right? Well, the total goal is three and a half, so a goal and a half yeah. in the second half because we've got two going into the break. So, yeah, no, you're 100% right. What did you say Chelsea was? Uh, let me figure out how to read this. Chelsea's minus 160. Okay, so a little bit better number there. Not terrible. But, but, the, but the problem is, Dustin, you can't play keep away from teams on this side that are this caliber like Chelsea on the other side. You just can't do it for 45 minutes. You didn't What's see the me draw? in recess Plus in third grade. Is the draw like 2.1, 2.2, 2, uh, yeah, uh, plus 220? I don't know. I think I, I think that might be worth a shot. We, we just hold on that's for dear life. One. I'm yes. doing it right now. Look, that's the one. <laughs> Had a good it, weekend. Let's just do it. A little more than two to one on the draw because you just hope that Tottenham comes out and parks the bus and just there's going to be a barrage from Chelsea, right? Two to yeah, one. But you're expecting, we're, we're rooting for a draw now. Rooting for a draw. Let's just hope we don't get a 2-1 Chelsea final. Let's just go for the 1-1 draw here. There's been enough action to satisfy everybody on this Monday night in London. Time now, boys, for Like, Love, Loathe. Recapping the weekend of action with what we liked. All right, all right, all right. What we loved. I had an awesome time. Like, I know that you had an awesome time. Okay, I think the entire town knows that you had an awesome time. And what we loathe. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. This is Like, Love, and Loathe on Sharp Money. Okay, I'll get us started. Got two minutes before the break, and I'm going to start with my like, and that is the Ravens. Uh, Kansas City and Baltimore right now in the AFC, both 7-2. and two. The question, though, you could ask, are the Ravens the best team in the AFC? They've been flexing against good teams, boys. How much have they flexed? They played three teams entering the game this year with winning records. They've outscored them 103-12. to 12. 
Detroit, Cleveland. They've just absolutely pummeled the teams that matter. That is the opposite of somebody like a Miami Dolphins team. They beat up. It was a beatdown of epic proportions. Seattle yesterday, 37 to 3. They rushed Baltimore for 298. They had 515 total yards on offense. Unbelievable. And then defensively, Baltimore gave up just 151 total yards of offense to Seattle. Seattle's been playing great, specifically defensively the last three weeks. It didn't matter. Now, Baltimore's got a brutal schedule, but through nine, they're right there as your best team in the AFC. And here's what gives them the edge. Kansas City's got your second best scoring defense in football, giving up 16.1 points per. How about Baltimore? 13.8. Reminiscent of 2000. They're giving up 13.8 points per boys. Red zone defensively. They're stellar. They're second and fewest yards allowed in the NFL uh, where this is a big who day house, but Baltimore right now has been awesome. You're absolutely right. And I'll tell you what though, as well as the Ravens are playing, I think the road to the Super Bowl is going through one of two teams in the AFC North. I don't know if it's going to be in Charm City or it's going to be in the Queen City, but either way, it's going through the AFC North. Detroit, Seattle, and Cleveland, 103-12 to Baltimore. That's wild. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Okay, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show, hosts and guests, and the rest of the network as well. You also get unlimited access to our vsin.com slash picks page. Sort by picks, by sport, matchup, event date, time, and more. Check the top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, ROI, and see which VSIN experts have the hot hand for VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, betting guides, plus. 24-7 video access. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now and get access to everything we do through May 1st for only $120 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. I do want to give a shout out. And I believe if you sign up for the VEASAN Daily over at VEASAN.com, you just enter your email address. It's free. Put together by our fearless leader, Bill AD. And on Saturday, no, excuse me. Yes, Saturday morning, Samich had his Breeders' Cup plays or a few of the races in there. And I want to give a shout out to our buddy Mike Samich and Aaron and Jared. Of course, Aaron's been on the show a bunch. Aaron Halterman over at RacingDudes.com and VEASAN.com. They cleaned up on Saturday oh, did at Breeders' they? Cup. Oh, yeah. Well, first off, I know this. you guys are just going to laugh. Samich won just 22000 on one race. <laughs> He was in a contest. He needed the five and the six, the five cash, 22 grand from the contest he entered. And that's uh, that's just aside from I'm sure he doesn't care if I said that. That's just aside from Friday and Saturday at Breeders, how much he won just with his regular picks. But he won a contest for like twenty two thousand dollars. It was insane. I'm looking at my phone. I don't see all these picks via text message. Maybe something's wrong with the towers. So a quick question, Patrick, in terms of the contest. What what is it like? You're picking in five, six different uh, co- uh, races, or how does that work? I, I have to be yeah, honest. With you. I think Forgive exactly. me because I know nothing about it's, horse it's racing. It's like a pick five. It's it's a contest from race to whatever what races to this race, and you're competing against others. So I, I don't know if it was a carryover from a race on Friday with the kids. We call them the kids because the younger horses race on Friday, and then juveniles, and then into Saturday. All I know is his contest ended, I believe, race six on. Saturday, Breeders' Day, and he just casually texted me, we need the five here for 22K. And the five was a favorite. Five was a tremendous European horse, and it was on turf. European horses on turf are way better than American horses. It was never a sweat. I texted us like, wow, 22 grand. He's like, let's keep it going. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He's just very casual. Let's keep it going. Okay, Samich. Yes, let's keep it going. Congratulations Um, to Mike, Aaron, and uh, company. That was great. Yeah, they did a great job. And so VEASAN.com, you could have got those plays or a couple of the races if you sign up for free, the VEASAN Daily, which is the table setter for your betting news every day here at VEASAN. On Mondays, we go like, love, loathe, and I started us out here, Amal. I went like with the Ravens, who, again, have beaten Detroit, Seattle, and Cleveland by a combined 103 to 12. They're rolling. It's time for your like. Let's go to Fly Philly Fly in the city of brotherly love. Nobody's talking about this team because Jalen Hurts is not playing as well as he did last year. He already has eight interceptions on the season. Philadelphia, Patrick, is sitting at 8-1 and one with a win over their biggest division rival in terms of the Dallas Cowboys, already beaten the Commanders twice. 
And this is a team that's not getting enough credit despite having a minus two turnover margin. Let's start the only positive on the defensive side of the ball. They're number one against the run, giving up less than 67 yards per game. Just an absolute dominant defensive run, line-stopping run that they've got up front. They're doing great there. They're still giving up 22 points per game. That's a major negative. But you know what? On the offensive side of the ball, people are not giving this team enough credit. Number two in total yardage offensively in the National Football League. Number eight in passing yards. Number seven in rushing yards. And then number two in points per game. And the only reason they're behind the Miami Dolphins right now, because Miami's gotten to play the Denver Broncos and they put up a 70 spot. I don't think we're taking into account how well this Philadelphia Eagles team is playing. They had one bad loss on the road in New Jersey against the Jets when Jalen Hurts probably played his worst game as a Philadelphia Eagle the last couple of years with a couple of crucial turnovers in that game. That was the difference. We saw the Jets eke out the win. That was the game in which Jalen Hurts had three interceptions. And I thought some of that was on coaching on Nick Sirianni and company. But this team finds ways. Dallas takes over with 46 seconds or so to go against uh, Philadelphia yesterday at their own 14. Uh, Bradbury gets called for a big pass interference that puts the ball around midfield. Then we have a Jalen, uh, excuse me, then we have an offside and another penalty against the Eagles. They move the ball down to about the six-yard line. Dallas gets a false start. Then they get through off what would be first and 10 from the 11-yard line. Cowboys can't do it. Philly's defense rises to the challenge. And then the Eagles, we need to start respecting what they're doing at 8-1. We talk about the 49ers, and i got to tell you, I've been the person leading that parade with San Francisco. But Fly Philly Fly is not going anywhere. The road to the Super Bowl in the NFC appears like it's going to go through this division because unless they lose two more games, which obviously is very possible, but they have that crucial matchup in December against the 49ers. But that is at the link. They win that game. The Niners are going to have to come back there one more time. Your Detroit Lions are playing very, very well. However, at the end of the day, if that team has to go outdoors to Philadelphia, I think it's going to be a much different challenge than it is to have them hosted in Detroit in the Dome to get to the Super Bowl. I think Fly Philly Fly is the team to beat, and this is my like for the week. Watch out for the Eagles. They're still coming on strong and are going to be the team to beat in the NFC. It's a great one, and we do have a clip. It, when I am picking, like if I start handicapping, I think the three components for a team is quarterback, defensive front, and head coach. Like if you have a good defensive front, you've got a good quarterback, you've got a good head coach. That's why I think the Eagles should be your favorite right now in the market to win it all. And correct me if I'm wrong, boys, doesn't it seem as though the Eagles are 8-1 while Jalen Hurts is trying to get healthy? Yeah. playing himself into shape as opposed to it does appear that he's banged up, right? And he'll get to get healthier because it is their bye. Now, out of the bye, they go to Kansas City at Buffalo, San Francisco, at Dallas, at Seattle. That is a brutal stretch. They're going to need him to be healthy there. Uh, I want to hear from Sirianni here because I have a question. Feels like he's a guy who's like half donk, half genius when he speaks. Like, I go back and forth. Like, maybe he knows what he's doing. Maybe he doesn't. Uh, this was him talking about their mindset being eight and one right now. When you're when you're truly in that mindset and you're willing to get better each day, no matter how you feel, that's that's got to be the mindset. I'm tired today. Oh, we're eight and one today. Oh, we're two and eight today. Whatever the heck it is, you have to be in a mind. It's 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 a mental challenge, and you have to be mentally tough to to say I'm gonna get better today, and I'm gonna treat today the same way I treated it the other day, regardless of how I feel today. And so. 
<laughs> you're a funny hero. And so that's our mission and that's our goal. And our goal, I know there are going to be a lot of chatter about this and that. Oh, oh the, you know, now they got this lead and, and they're, and they have the best record. And I'm saying, we don't care about any of that. All we care about is how we get better to win our next game. Um, how we rest our bodies this week, how we get, go one and zero each day, the following week to try to go one and zero against the Kansas city chiefs. And that's our mission. Cause there's this huge mountain to climb, but you can't climb the mountain all in one week. And when you look up that mountain and you start to just look up <laughs> at how much more you got to climb, that's what makes you slip when you, when you do that. And so your, your steps have to be, your head has to be down. Your, your focus has to be on the mountain. Your focus has to be on your next step. And that'll be our next practice. And this week take uh, rest in our bodies. It's, it was a good clip. The Getty, Gettysburg address was shorter. Um, the big guy with uh, the editing issues. I, one thing, a couple of, first off, 100% donk. I will say Sirianni on the sideline does inspire confidence. I think he's, I think he's a tremendous coach. That's just the vibe I get. I have no clue, right? Uh, there was a little intermission there where it was a very sweet moment with his daughter. So for those of you listening on the radio, that's what that little brief intermission was. Um, but if we're talking donks, the donk was on the other sideline yesterday. Mike McCarthy is the anchor. <laughs> Dak was good in the game. Ferguson was tremendous in the game. McCarthy is an anchor. I'm sorry. You're not wrong in any way, shape, or form. You mentioned in this particular matchup, Dak Prescott, he was tremendous. 29 for 44, three touchdowns and 374, 115 quarterback rating. But more importantly, he put his team in the position to win. The only objection I had to Dak yesterday was when they when they had an opportunity, I thought he should have spiked the ball on second down after he got sacked, try to expedite the process there a little bit instead of being rushed to run the next play. I thought that was a little bit of a mistake, but... It just feels like, to me, guys, it's now become a mental block with the Dallas Cowboys against the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a Super Bowl team. This is a team that you just feel like is slightly better than Dallas. But the Cowboys had some opportunities. And how about uh, Dak's foot stepping out of bounds on that two-point conversion? We would have been looking at a game-time field goal here. They the only thing the missing Giants. there from that Sirianni clip, big guy, was four score, you know? <laughs> uh, I believe he was elected on this date in 18, going to get the year wrong, 60. Uh, let's keep in mind, this Dallas team beat the Giants. They beat the Jets yeah. in week two, uh, just getting used to Zach Wilson back under center. Lost to Arizona, beat New England, beat the bad Chargers, beat the bad Rams, they're kind of a fraud. I, Not buying it. I don't necessarily sign off with you on the Chargers, but the one thing you got to give them credit, they have destroyed some of the other teams that they've beaten. But then again, the 49ers beat them like a drum. Dustin did edit the Mike McCarthy clip. That's coming up. It starts like this. Ask not what your country can do for you. <laughs> well hey, by the way, that do clip, we want blue or, blue or white in the soccer the game? The clip was legitimately 23 minutes. We're coming back with the big guys like. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Betting splits, vcin.com, money and bets for every game, updated every five minutes. Today's games and future events as well. Check out the betting splits, of course. DraftKings odds updated every five minutes. Find out where the money's going over at vcin.com. And uh, if you're having fun and tailing along with Dustin's draw, I need a Tottenham Hotspur today at home against Chelsea, the London Derby here. Uh, it is now officially 11 on nine, a second yellow for a Tottenham player. So he was sent off 
And we are now 11 on nine. So it's just a matter of time before Chelsea gets the game winner. And the big guy at plus 220 on the draw in the second half, probably a loser. Another shot, by the way, to. by the blue team against che the white team. Chelsea just had a shot from the right wing, and um, it, it just uh, went past uh, the goaltender just outside the outer post. And so, uh, but it was close. Uh, Tottenham making a couple subs. They're going to need them here in this one. I'll tell you right now, <laughs> I mean, this is... Hopefully they can ha they've got two invisible players that can be their 10th <laughs> and 11th player because they're going to need it. This is really, you know, at 1-1 with 30 minutes to play plus extras. What did you say the price was on Chelsea winning? It's got to be close to $4. It was, it was minus 320 at the time, and the draw was plus 280. Yo, then it's come down a little bit. Probably 3 bucks. $3 yeah, to win a dollar on Chelsea? Probably. And, uh, oh. They need to do more of like a dump and chase approach. Like get the ball, kick it downfield, and run after it. There's yeah. a zone trap like your Jacques Lemaire. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Got to trap them more. By, by the okay. way, this college basketball game they switched to here with Georgia and Oregon getting ready to jump should be very exciting. We've got Grant Hill on the call. With Spiro Venus. Oof. <laughs> Oof. That's tough. That's tough for those that aren't dealing with some caffeine right now. Um, okay. Big guy, you're like, like, love, loathe. Go for it. Oh, well, this guy doesn't need any caffeine. He's turned all the way up when he wakes up, and that would be the head coach of the Raiders, Antonio Pierce. That team yesterday came out with energy. They looked super inspired, and everything about their performance was crisp. They looked so much more professional this week than they'd looked for the last year and a half under Josh McDaniels. I think this team looks inspired, and I think there's a chance Antonio Pierce is going to keep this job. When you look at what happened last time with the Raiders when they lost Gruden, Rich Bisaccia should have kept the job. The team loved him. They played well for him down the stretch. And I think Mark Davis regrets letting him walk out of the building, thinking he could get someone like Josh McDaniels. There was more upside there. When that's not what you need from a head coach in today's NFL. You look around the league, Antonio Pierce fits the mold of what the new NFL head coach is. I'll compare him to two guys. Dan Campbell, who's not a play caller, but he's a leader. And let's go to college, Deion Sanders a CEO of an organization, someone who can inspire a program, inspire a franchise, lift up these players and delegate the responsibilities to people and lead them a la like Tony Robbins up there. I think the way they looked yesterday, the Raiders, the way they went and attacked the run game with Josh Jacobs, they established a physical approach to football that will be contagious throughout the organization. This was Antonio Pierce talking about using Josh Jacobs so much. I saw that heartbeat, what we talked about. He's the heartbeat. He's a Raider. Um, when you watch Josh run, he runs angry. And he got back to that running style, what we saw last year. And it was just feed him, just go. And even at the end of the game, he wanted to get in there and obviously, you know, get him to that 100-yard mark. And we'll keep grinding on that. And, and that's something, obviously, I, I don't take for granted. It's hard to do in the National Football League. We haven't done it this year. But more importantly, it's those five guys up front. This week, a lot of love to the big guys. They did a hell of a job. They took on the challenge that we gave them out the gate in our first meeting as a team, and they accomplished it today. That's the new head coach of the Raiders, and he's going to be the head coach next year. He's going to earn the job. I don't think you're wrong. That's a good one. It was 30-6, uh, to six, a beatdown. You knew it was over when DeVito came in as well. Okay. 
my love for this weekend, boys, I, I, I really don't even know where to go with this one, but my love is Joshua Dobbs. He was traded to Minnesota five days ago. He didn't start the game in Atlanta. That was Jaron Hall. In the first quarter, Jaron Hall was concussed. Dobbs didn't start because he didn't know his teammates. Dobbs didn't start because he had no clue what the playbook was. Dobbs didn't start and down four with two minutes to go. He drove a bunch of dudes he didn't know with a bunch of plays he didn't know. 80 yards to beat the Atlanta Falcons. Again, a foreign playbook and players that he didn't know. And he beat Arthur Smith and his defensive staff. You can't continue if you're Smith. You can't continue if you're that defense. Again, Dobbs 20 of 30, 158, two touchdowns. He had 66 rush yards on the ground and a touchdown. The past 12 months, Joshua Dobbs has played for the Browns, the Lions, the Titans, the Browns again, the Cards, and now the Vikings when he got there on Halloween. He didn't take a single snap in practice all week, and he beat the Falcons in Atlanta on an 80-yard game-winning drive. The Vikings are 5-4, and four, totally in control of their playoff destiny, and Joshua Dobbs could be the reason why they do make the postseason. If you missed the game yesterday, he was so impressive. When we get to my loathe, I'll have more on this game, but my love this week, boys, is Joshua Dobbs, the Vikings. I'm, well, let me just check my notes. Yes, the Minnesota Vikings quarterback. <laughs> First of all, great selection by you. The only problem with Dobbs that I have this weekend is he decided to have this epic performance on the same weekend we had a rookie quarterback throw for 470 yards because this sure. should really be the lead story. To come into a place on uh, Wednesday, and he had a great quote about it. He goes, it's like taking AP Spanish and you have the exam on Friday and then they come in on Wednesday and tell you, by the way, the test is going to be AP French. That's exactly what happened here. He did a tremendous job for people that are not familiar with him. The guy is literally a rocket scientist, former aerospace engineering major at the University of Tennessee. Brilliant young man. And what a job he did. And I'll tell you what, guys, I had to look up at those standings. When I saw the Vikings were five and four, I didn't know if I was looking at the 2022 records or if it was a 2023 season. This team has got a chance to make the playoffs with Josh Dobbs, who was more of an afterthought in Pittsburgh. Like, hey, he's a nice guy. He's on the roster because he's probably a great team guy. Mike Tomlin likes him. No, no. He's given you an opportunity to be able to win. Great call by you, Patrick. Anything on Dobbs there, big guy? wonder what the Steelers would look like if Josh Dobbs was their quarterback right now. Probably be a better team. Uh, let's hear from Dobbs. This was him talking about the game-winning pass to Brandon Powell, who I'm not sure he knew who Brandon Powell was. He was asked, was that play in the playbook or did they make it up on the fly? No, that play was in the playbook. It was in our red zone install for this week. That was my first time repping the play, but uh, it was in the game plan. You know, I told um, the coaches, I said, they're asking me, you know, my comfort level with everything in the playbook and how I felt before the game leading up. If something were to happen, I said, you know, anything on this call sheet that we installed this week, I got it. Like I can run it. I got it. Whether it's no huddle, um, whether it's tempo, whether it's you know, a game plan call, whatever it is, I got it. Now you start pulling stuff from OTA one and two. I might be a little handcuffed out there, but if you put it on the call sheet, I got it. And so that was one of our red zone plays. We were able to take advantage of the look the defense was giving, and he did a great great job getting open for me. 
after after it, the- it was fascinating we we can you know what we'll do you've got another clip from dobbs he's so impressive i want to hear it and we'll come back with your two loves and we can carry over our loathes into the next hour go ahead and set up joshua dobbs again a 31 28 winner he got there five days ago for the minnesota vikings jaron hall goes down really early in the game and all of a sudden it's like well i guess dobbs is going in this was his reaction when he was asked what were your thoughts as you see halls coming out I've been in, you know, similar situations. First, it was, you know, Jaron, get up. I hope he's okay. Um, but then it was, you know, hey, like if you're playing, you got to go out there and, and play. Like team still expects you to go out and win and play good football. You know, it was never, you know, in this league, man, there's there's never an excuse for your circumstance. And I learned that from Coach T. You know, usually, you know, people don't really care about your circumstance. They just want to see you succeed given the circumstance you're given. So, um, you know, I, I've been in similar situations backing up been where you know he goes down but he gets up and you're like okay okay you're good like your heart drops for a second you're warming up but he comes back out there but when they said it was uh, your ball my job was just go out there and play play good football the same football I know how to do and been playing all year yeah I watched the whole game because I bet on the Falcons I'll have more on the Falcons coming back by the way are you going to get the draw here in the second half Stop. like this uh, is we got a long way to go uh, every time get, I look up minutes. it's 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 they're attacking and they're protecting their goal and they're like forcing like a half circle around their area it, it, it's it's relentless uh, listen let's put it this way if we get a draw here today if you're Tottenham you're looking in California they have lottery tickets you're looking to buy a Powerball ticket there's if, no reason this draw should occur if Chelsea up two men doesn't win this game, it's a loss. Yes. They just walk away with one point with Pochettino, who used to coach, used to manage Tottenham for years and years, going back to his old crib. He's now Chelsea's manager. If they walk away a 1-1 draw, essentially playing the second half with a two-man advantage, that is a disastrous draw for if Chelsea. Th- if this was for like a championship, the headline would be then up two men and one cup. <laughs> why, why do you exist? Why do you exist? Okay, Amal, your love is next. You want to tease us here on your love going to break? Well, let's just put it this way. It's not going to come as much of a surprise as to who my guy is because he's got his team ready for the postseason. All right, we're coming back. Bike Love Loathe. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, bet $5, get $200 in bonus bets instantly at DraftKings for new customers when you use the promo code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P. It's a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day for all bettors over at DraftKings. DraftKings, the crown is yours. And in the 74th minute, Chelsea did get the go-ahead goal from Jackson. So the big guy's draw bet is struggling a bit right now, although still... 15 minutes plus extras to play. We'll see if Tottenham, there's no chance. I mean, they're down two players right now. They're down two guys, uh, two men. So 11 on nine right now for Chelsea, London Derby up to one over Tottenham. Uh, I didn't see the goal, Amal. Anything to mention from it? No, just uh, Sterling gets a great pass to uh, Jackson. He just puts it basically into the empty net. Uh, you know, they were coming to... Uh, Two on zero, and uh, really a great opportunity. They cash in on it. Now it will be interesting to see, do they try to play keep away, or do they add one more to the sheet? And by the way, just looking at the crowd, Patrick, you can tell this means something to everybody there. I mean, you don't see too much in soccer where the fans get interact with the players on a goal. And you saw the Chelsea players kind of go over to the Chelsea fans that are there at Tottenham at a Hotspur Stadium, and uh, they are fired up for sure. That's a good point. For those of you that had the it's it was Asian two and three fourths as far as the handicap. So right now you're getting your original investment plus you're getting half of the stake back. Of course, you get your stake and then you get half the winnings back if you score three goals. If you score four, you get the stake and you get the full amount of winnings back on the Asian handicap at two and three fourths goal. Interesting to see what Ponchicino does here because you could score easily. Yeah. But you leave yourself susceptible if something goes wrong, you could park the bus, and I don't know how with nine guys Tottenham does anything. I, I completely agree with you. A VAR decision is good. The goal stands 2-1 right now in the 77th minute. I'm uh, expecting probably about five minutes of stoppage time. So it's going to be interesting to see how Chelsea plays this one out going forward. Yep, sure will. 77th minute here. 2-1 Chelsea, EPL, Monday Night Football. We've got... Our version of Monday Night Football coming up tonight in Jersey with the Jets hosting the Chargers. Right now, DraftKings showing the Chargers laying three and a half. We'll get to that game coming up. We do have at the top of the hour, we're going to go inside the Jets locker room. We have Antoine Staley from the New York Daily News, Jets reporter and columnist joining us. So we'll get a perspective from Antoine coming up. We do have some news before we get to your two loves. One, Bengals star wide receiver goal for Tottenham. Oh my gosh! Tottenham just tied it up. What? You've got to be kidding me. Let's go! <laughs> what the hell is going on there? I love soccer. 
we're, we're about to see. Can we're you guys waiting. Tell me what happened because I we're only so have far, yeah, we're, we're so far flag. behind on the feed. We'll, we we'll just do, got a free kick coming about forty yards yeah, away from the Dyer, goal. Play Eric play. Dyer tied it up. All right, I, number I can't twenty-three in white. Offside, Tottenham. No goal. No goal. No goal. Oh God. Well, that was a letdown. Oh yeah, talk about a letdown. That's like when I thought um, Elizabeth, the, the waitress here, wanted to go out with me. So offside, the goal isn't going to count. Oh, the, uh, gosh. oh, I, I got to tell you, it was beautiful. a thing of beautiful. Oh, my God, oh, it, it was, was beautiful. absolute beauty. What was the offside? Can yeah, they tell? called it right away. Haven't I, done, I haven't seen the replay yet. Um, they haven't gone to VAR yet. If you're down two guys, you should be allowed to go offside. The <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, update. Bengals star Jamar Chase is dealing with back injury. Oh, yeah, definitely um, offsides. Definite offsides. He was offsides. Yeah. Okay. And then also Cardinals head coach Jonathan Gannon announced that Kyler Murray will start Sunday versus the Falcons if all goes well at practice this week. So um, I guess Clayton Toon, not the answer. If you saw that offense against Cleveland, you know that is factual. So it looks like if healthy and all goes well, Gannon announces that Kyler Murray will start coming up this Sunday. Okay, time for Amal Shaw's love this week. Like, love, loathe. Go for it. My love only led his team to 33 points in the last two games. Just a one-on-one record. Really struggling overall in terms of from an offensive standpoint. Never even exceeded 21 points in those last two matchups. And then if you look at over the last three games, he only managed to compile 588 passing yards. That's less than 200 passing yards per game. In the National Football League, you're not going to have a ton of success. If in today's league, you can't throw for those types of numbers. Also in his last two games, just 29 total completions. You're not going to win a And then more importantly, in his previous four games, he had five touchdown passes. Well, he eclipsed all of that minus the yardage yesterday. I'm talking about C.J. Stroud yesterday. 30 completions in 42 attempts, 470 yards. It took him 11 quarters previously to compile those types of numbers. Five touchdown passes. I mentioned it was the previous four weeks where he got five touchdown passes. What a tremendous job. But more importantly, when you look big picture with the Houston Texans, Stroud has 14 touchdowns on the season, just one INT. But he has elevated single-handedly the fourth most populous city in America, the vibe and the feel that this football team, the Houston Texans, have right now, Patrick. This team's sitting at 4-4. Four and four. I'm telling you right now, everybody in Harris County, whether you're north up in Conroe or south down in Clear Lake, Clear Lake, you believe in this football team right now. The Texans are coming, and the Jacksonville Jaguars better be scared because, remember, they already have a road built win in Duval. They could get the head-to-head. Not saying this team's going to win the division, but it's not outside the realm of possibility. And the difference has been one player, and that's the number two overall pick, C.J. Stroud. And the difference he's made for Tank Dell, Nico Collins, who nobody knew before this year, and Noah Brown, who was a guy who was on the Buckeyes team for a long time, just kind of hanging around the Cowboys roster. And Dalton Schultz is starting to play like Dalton uh, from Roadhouse. He's just beating the hell out of everybody right now. Schultz has been outstanding what he's been able to do for this uh, Houston Texans team. The defense is getting better. Despite Kaimi Fairbairn going down in the uh, first half of that game, they win it with a running back at kicker. This team has done a tremendous job. Hats off to C.J. Stroud yesterday. The best rookie performance I've ever seen. 30 for 42, 470, 71% completion percentage, five touchdowns, and a long of 75 yards. Yeah, ridiculous rookie performance. C.J. Stroud, a crazy 75-yard drive, six plays for the game winner with just 46 seconds to go. Unbelievable. You mentioned most 
ever as a rookie. That's 470 yards passing. He's only the third NFL quarterback ever to go 470 plus five touchdowns and no picks in a game. Why a tittle? And of course, Ben Roethlisberger, the other uh, a great and very worthy love for the week. Big guy, you're up. Well, my love involves all of us guys because this uh, team went from 40 to one a little while ago and we bet them down to 12 to one today when we woke up. And I'm of course talking about the Cincinnati Bengals. I think if you watched that game last night, they are significantly better than Buffalo. They are a more complete team than the Bills. Uh, Joe Burrow is all the way back. 31 of 44, 70.5%, 348 passing yards, two touchdowns, no picks. And I think the best wide receiving core in the league was on display last night. I think we get caught up in a lot of some of the other like flashier ones, but time and time again, consistently over the years, this trio, with which by the way, Chase is banged up, Chase, Higgins, and Boyd, they are as reliable as you're ever gonna get. Any one of them could go off at any point in time. It just so happens last night was the T. Higgins game. They're all, all three of them very different, too. They attack you different ways. Higgins is a bigger body. Boyd's good in the slot, can do a little bit of everything. And Jamar Chase is just an absolute freak as a number one. Uh, the defense, though, is the story for me. 16 points per game over the last three weeks. All three games were against teams that made the playoffs last year. Patrick, earlier in the show, you said we're not counting the money yet. You're correct. We are not counting the money. I'm already spending the money. They're winning the Super Bowl. Well, I'm going to tell you, Patrick, I, I know obviously we all have an affinity for the Bengals because of our bet. But if we're being completely objective right now, let's just take a look at the AFC. Forget the Super Bowl because it'd be an opportunity to hedge. To me, it's a four-horse race with if Deshaun Watson somehow comes off the mat, the Browns, I think, are still a dangerous team, but not as dangerous without Nick Chubb. What I look at Baltimore, I'm not scared of the Ravens if I'm the Cincinnati Bengals. Not in the playoffs. That's when they always come up short is the playoffs. Absolutely. The one team that I point to, and I get Jacksonville's playing well, but for me it's only Kansas City. And remember, because Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game in his career. That's the only point I look at and say I'm, I'm concerned with from a Bengals standpoint. But right now, if we look over the last two weeks, the best team in the National Football League, without question, has been the Cincinnati Bengals. And the issue yep. over the last few years with the Chiefs' dominance is if you were going to somehow challenge them in the AFC, you were going to have to go shot for shot with Patrick Mahomes. If that's the game we're going to play in the AFC, if it comes down to Cincinnati and Kansas City, I'll take the Bengals in a shot for shot matchup with the Chiefs right now. Their offense is better. By the way, real quick. All they needed was two drives. They yeah. just needed the two touchdown drives to start the game to beat the Bills. So that that was, Did, yeah. did you guys at any point feel like Buffalo was winning that football nope. game? Nope. No. Nope. No. Even in the second half when Baltimore only posted three points. It, again, Dustin pointed it out. It, the defense was loathsome to start the year, and he had the injury to the quarterback. All of a sudden, the defense is balling out. So... Yeah, that is. Look, one of us had to. One of us here at forty to one had to probably week to week, as long as they keep winning, have the Bengals as our love, and that was the big guy. We'll come back with our loathes in the third hour, but we'll start the third hour talking Monday Night Football. Antoine Staley joins us. New York Daily News Jets beat. That's next here. It is sharp money. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.